Hi, it's me, David. And I'm Pepper Proxy. And we're here for Baffling Cyclops. We are, and I do have an update. Okay. The first one, I have two. Oh, oh, oh. The first one is cash on the cob, and we did not win it. <laughs> okay. A failure in the scratch-off ticket department? Yeah, we spent $3 today. And we were, we, we had no cash on our cob. No kernels. We had a bear cob. <laughs> we had no cob. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my first update. And then the second one is a follow-up to um, to the story, I guess air quotes around it, of my mom picking up um, hitchhiking prisoners. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So... I, I've spoken to a few of my sisters. Oh, good. And okay, so you have the details. You have what actually happened. I, well, I have a different... You have perspectives. Ex- well, a whole, totally different story. Oh. About picking up his Unrelated. Unrelated. A couple of the my sis- sisters don't remember that specific instance. But a lot of your sisters might have been out of the house at that point, too. We were all out of the house at that point. Um, but a couple of them, a couple of them said, it's kind of sounds familiar. Um, I think one or two said, what, what was that jail prison or the penitentiary? Um, where was that? So, um, it kind of rang familiar with most of them. Um, but they didn't remember like the specifics except my sister Betsy. Okay. She had a story to tell. All right. Well, let's hear the story. <laughs> so um, Betsy, who is the closest in age to me, um, was still living in Toledo at the time. Um, and she, she she is a nurse. But she also, at this point in her life, was a docent at the art museum in Toledo. And if you're not familiar with Toledo, which I don't expect anybody <laughs> to really be, um, the art museum is like a very fine art museum. Yeah, there was money in Toledo at a certain point, And I've been to that art museum. It was great. We went to see uh, an Andy Warhol exhibit yeah. there. In the opinions of many who are connoisseurs of museums, say it is... A very fine museum. Yes. But I I digress because the the quality of the museum has nothing to do with the story. No. Except to say that it is a very fine museum in a not very fine neighborhood. Yes. At one time, that neighborhood was amazing. It's called, well, it's real close to the Old West End. Um, But it is out Monroe Street and um, there has been trouble a brewing around the museum for years. So is that where your mom picked up hitchhikers? Well, wait. So let me tell you. Okay. I don't know. I, she has, but that's not the prison story. Okay. This is totally separate. So after um, my sister Bessie listened to that last podcast, she, she called me and <laughs> said, Oh, wait a minute, Pepper. I, <laughs> I have... <laughs> story to tell you. So um, my sister Betsy was a docent at the Toledo Museum of Art. 
And um, for whatever reason, I don't think her car was working or something, my mother came to pick her up after her shift. And um, I'm assuming she volunteered down there as a docent. Mm -hmm. Um, And Betsy said it was raining out. And mom picked her up from from her shift. And they're driving from the museum on Monroe Street there. And it's pouring down rain. And they stop at a light. And there is a man... In the rain, he's <laughs> hitchhiking, and this isn't back in the seventies when hit people just hitchhike. Was this in the nineties? At least the nineties. Mm-hmm. I would say at least the nineties, maybe two thousand. Uh, but um, so my mom, in all her wisdom, decides to like pick have, up this pick person. up this guy, and Betsy is. A witness to this because she was actually in the car. Right. And Betsy was like, Mom, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? And my mom, I guess, was like, well, he needs a ride. Right. Um, I don't want to like say exactly what they said in the conversation because I don't remember everything Betsy told me. I just remember like feeling like uncomfortable co-signed oh. like no co-sign like betsy's like oh wait i have a firsthand experience of mom picking up randos <laughs> and i could go on and on about the randos because we had some of them living with us when i was a child that wasn't good but anyway <laughs> so mom picks up this dude and he's like i need i need to go to the hospital um, I think he said his wife was in the hospital or somebody was in the hospital. And Betsy's like, this is such bullshit. But my mom lived right down the street from the hospital, the Toledo Hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they gave him a ride. And I think my mom gave him some money, too. I can't remember exactly Betsy's story because I was just so flabbergasted and so excited that there was a first-hand account. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, that's um, that's more feedback from our last podcast about my mom picking up Brando's. Hmm. So, there was definite pickup. Yes. You have verification that it happened. Yeah. Just not of prisoners. No, but but it makes me think that the story of the prisoners is accurate, except for the APB on the on the radio and all that stuff, because that I, that is an urban legend. But I, I'm at I'm our pretty, house. No, it's like if you look at urban legends, it's something that's out there. Oh, okay. That was my my update. But I was hoping you could tell us a little bit about the silver foxes. Oh, yeah. You enjoyed me talking about the Silver I Foxes. I did. Um, which I found out about because I listened to a Quentin Tarantino interview on a podcast, WTF with Mark Marin. Yeah. And on that podcast, they were talking about Quentin Tarantino's dad, who I guess was a, a real jerk. Okay. And uh, I, I'm not surprised. But abandoned Quentin Tarantino. He had no relationship with him, didn't see him. Um, and then Quentin Tarantino was raised by a stepfather who liked movies, and mm-hmm. and uh, so was kind of his his mentor, you know. Yeah. In a way, I'm sure it was imperfect, but it was his pop. It was yeah. his dad, yeah. Yeah. But he never, he never, um, he never 
had any connection with his dad, Tony. His birth dad. His birth dad. And when it came time for him to have a professional name, he didn't use his stepfather's name. He used his original name because he thought that it sounded cooler. Well, it is a great name, Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino is a great name. It's very poetic. Yeah. And um, so he and his dad was his Tony Tarantino was a failed actor. So (laughs) after Quentin Tarantino got famous... Um, Quentin Tarantino's dad tried to contact him and he didn't, Quentin Tarantino didn't want to have anything to do with him. And then he did an interview with Premier, Premier Magazine. Oh my gosh, I remember it. That was a great magazine. It was a great magazine, but they did an interview with Quentin Tarantino's dad who had no... His bio dad. Bio dad who had no contact with him and Quentin Tarantino, who was the one that they really should have been trying to want to interview at that point was like, I'm never doing another interview with you again yeah. because this guy knows nothing about me. Right. There's no information he can give you about me. So you're just, yeah, you're just uh, doing this to irritate stir up me trouble, stir yeah. up trouble. He said that his dad and Al Pacino's dad started making movies together in the 1990s that went straight to video What's Al Pacino's dad's name? Sal Pacino. (laughs) So (laughs) there's actually video of uh, Al Pacino's dad, Sal Pacino, on YouTube singing La Bamba. Oh, my gosh. So So Sal and Tony decide they're going to make some movies. So there are movies. And, of course, then in the the credits, they're, they're like starring Pacino and Tarantino. Yeah. So... Obviously, they were they were trying Hacks. to yeah <laughs> trying to make money off of it, but then this enterprising uh, PR guy started getting together with a bunch of estranged parents from different celebrities and formed them together into a group called the Silver Foxes. <laughs> okay, so tell me a little bit about who was in, who and what parents were in the Silver Foxes. So. Um, and I think there were different eras of the Silver Foxes. Okay. Because when I think they when they first started, I think there were some just legit parents that were yeah. in there. Probably not estranged, like good relationships. Mm, like okay. I, I don't want to say yes because okay. I don't know, but they were at least still talking to their kids. Well, the only the one that I think about is Richard Simmons and his mother because yes. he was actually in. One of the silver foxes. Right. And his mom was only in that video with with him. And that video also was uh, Farrah Fawcett's mom, Pauline, and Harry Hoffman, Dustin Hoffman's <laughs> dad. So Why do I love their names so much? I Harry don't know, Hoffman, but, Sal Pacino. So they were all in this video with Richard Simmons, which you can kind of forgive. Because you're like, well... It's just a Richard Simmons video, and it probably embarrassed Dustin Hoffman a little bit, but he was probably like, whatever, Dad, go dance with Richard Simmons in a video. Okay, so it was like a workout video for elderly people. Yes. Okay. Then then without Richard Simmons being involved, they did a Pilates video, and that's where Tony Tarantino comes in. (laughs) Okay. And then um, beyond that, they started doing, uh, like ads for supplements, and other things. The really weird part is a, a couple of these people, including Sal Pacino, have died. Okay. And their names are still on the Silver Foxes stuff. 
and so on the website and everything. So, so even though like, they're not around anymore, they're still signed with this guy. So it sounds like the legacy of the Silver Foxes maybe stopped in the early aughts? Or is it still going? Oh, it's still going. They still have a website and everything. But is it up to date? Um, no, not in the sense that, I mean, they still have links to things you can buy. Like I said, supplements yeah. and things like that. But, um, it just seems like it's a weird marketing thing where it's like, hire the silver foxes to advertise <laughs> your product because individually they aren't really worth very much money. Yeah. But if you're like, oh, it's a group of celebrity parents, all of a sudden you have something. Well, didn't you say that um, Sylvester Stallone's mom, Jackie, was a part yep. of it? Jackie Stallone was a part of it. She did the Pilates video. Um, Patrick Swayze's mom, Patsy, she was a dancer. She was in the Pilates video. See, I, I, like, in my heart, I would hope that um, Patsy and Patrick had a good relationship. I hope so. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, And Cindy Crawford's mom, Jenny Crawford, was in a couple things. Um, but then you start to get into the low end. The D-list? The D-list okay. people. Um, well, I don't know for sure, but Magic Johnson's mom, Christine Johnson. Okay. She was in those. And Magic Johnson, there must have been some trouble because Magic Johnson had enough money to give his mom $20,000 not to Absolutely. endorse supplements. Absolutely. Because some of them, I'm like, they would never give their parents a dime, which I understand. Yeah. But other ones, I'm like, if you like your mom and she's like, I'm, I got $20,000 to endorse the supplement, you'd be like, just here's $20,000. Yeah. Please don't endorse supplements, mom. Yeah. I'll, I'll take care of yeah. it. So, but the one that I thought was uh, the most hilarious is Tony Robbins' mom, Nikki Robbins, because... What a piece of work. What a piece of work. And he talks about how horrible his mom yeah. is as part of his sales technique as to why he got into became the whole... Became who he is. Became who he is. She's one of the things he had to overcome because she was like a severe alcoholic. She yeah. made him drink liquid soap. Ugh. And she beat him and did all of these horrible, horrible things. Allegedly. We have to say Well, allegedly. he says she did. Yeah, but we, we still have to say allegedly. Well, I'm just saying he says, yes. she says it. Yeah. I don't say it. Yeah. But he yeah. says this. all this stuff happened. And uh, so the fact that she was involved is really, really strange. Okay, so I have a confession for our audience. You showed me a Silver Fox video. Yes. I didn't watch the whole thing, but you showed me a little bit. And I was so, like, mesmerized with the fact that the male, the dads, the fox, the foxes, or the dad foxes, the dad foxes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so incredibly out of shape and they were doing like these workout videos i don't think this was the one with richard simmons it no. maybe was the pilates one but like a, a couple of the women um seemed like they were kind of with it and they were even jackie stallone with her little headband and stuff but sal pacino and there was another dude like a dad and they were just they looked so out of shape and like they look like alcohol, like raging alcoholics coming off a bender. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like trying to get other elderly people to like buy this workout video or these supplements. I'm like, who's going to want to buy anything from these people? Yeah. I don't know. It was a weird one. It it's, weird. it's all very strange. I don't understand it. 
um, you know, there's a certain mommy dearest aspect to yeah, all of it where I was just sure. like, and, uh, I was trying to think, you know, it's almost like one of those, uh, stage mother things. Like you would assume that like, it's, it's kind of the, uh, Piker version of, uh, Britney Spears or Lindsay Lohan's yeah, parents. Uh, like one of those. Woman. Can I just say I'm with Lindsay, I'm with Britney, but I'm just, yeah. but in yeah. terms of like the money making thing, it's yeah. crazy. This kind of crazy relationship yeah. that they have so that was the silver foxes um, yeah so i i would say like it is a rabbit hole to fall down and it's pretty like it's kind of an, a fascinating thing it's almost like shakespearean it is yeah <laughs> it's yeah. very bizarre and i love the idea that someone was so horrible and so cold and calculating that they went and looked for estranged Hollywood parents to join together in a group because individually they're Nikki Robbins is worth nothing. Yeah. But in a group they can go, these people know something about seeing, being successful because look at their kids. Yeah. And like the reason that most of their kids are successful is they were horrible to them. In spite of the parents. Yeah, they were horrible yeah. to them and they, they overcame. So one, one other can thing. Can I ask you about something else? Sure. Um, did you have fun at the Goodwill this week? I did. <laughs> I did. We uh, we went to the Goodwill. Well, there were actually two Goodwill things because we went last week and well, and somebody uh, somebody had donated their entire Garfield collection. They sure did. And it was actually kind of impressive. And we looked at the dates on the stuff, and it said 1978. So yeah. we had made the assumption that these were like early. Garfield right. stuff, but Brandon Bird pointed out on Twitter that in uh, nineteen seventy eight Garfield looked completely different than well, so, the way he looks on the stuff that we yeah, got. Yeah, so well, the one item, the Inesco Bank, I, I've researched it. It really is from the late seventies. Oh, okay, it is. Um, but the <laughs> the other items we're talking about, they are like. Small martini glasses, right? Which is insane to think there's like a martini. Like martinis are strong; they're either like almost straight gin or vodka. But it's a child's like a comic book character on adult beverage glasses. Yeah, it was a strange, strange thing. So we got some martini. So we glasses. bought them. We yeah. had to buy them. We bought um, that and a pot of gold. Garfield Bank, piggy bank. bank. Yeah. yeah, it was it was interesting though because um, originally Garfield, um, if you've never seen him, looked kind of like a pile of leaves with eyes. Mm-hmm. It was just a lump, and then as uh, he got more and more newspapers following, he became more and more kind of a copyright controlled yeah thing where it smooths out, and he got uh, he had fur and like. Mm-hmm. A tail with stripes, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he started being less of a cat. Was he ever a cat, though? Like, even from the beginning, wasn't he, like, a lasagna-eating nemesis? Well, at the beginning, he looked more like a cat. Okay. But then he kind of became more of just, like, a comic book <laughs> or a cartoon character. Where he looked like Snoopy walking on his hind legs. Can I just say, like, a lasagna-eating nemesis off the top of my head is so funny, and you, did, you didn't laugh at that. 
Nemesis. Maybe somebody else will. Okay. So, so um, yeah, we got some Garfield memorabilia. And then we had a good day yesterday because we went to um, we went to the Goodwill near our house. The world's largest Goodwill. The world's well, largest Goodwill. Where, if you guys remember, um, my sissy Sarah found like a treasure. Um, so if you haven't listened to the podcast too, like a while ago. You have to listen to it. I think it's called Sobbing in the Bric-a-Brac Isle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> True. And uh, while we were there, I got uh, I got some notebooks and you found some plates. But yes. the most fun we had was looking at the Halloween stuff. Yeah, because they opened up that whole back wing that's been closed since COVID. Yeah. They opened it up. So the giant room in the back where they used to have the uh, glitter sale. Yeah. Is now open and it's full of Halloween stuff. They had a giant uh, specter of inflatable specter of death. We did. We had a photo shoot. I think I took some good snappies of you. You did, and uh, and uh, you took. Uh, I took a picture of you with the uh, witch. Yeah. The moving witch, and uh, then also they had um, all of the donated Halloween stuff. Very artistically displayed. Someone obviously took some time with it this time. They sure did. It, it, it was merchandised. In the industry, we call that merchandise. And they also had, like, weird, like, gaming tables. Like Oh, yeah. Um, they had, like, a, uh, air hockey and that kind of like stuff. Like, one of those, like, carnival like basketball. Ones. Yeah, big ones. Like so, a Buster and Dave's went out of business. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But, Back to the merchandise yeah, so donated the, areas. Yeah, so and one of the <laughs> things that they did is they had a shelving unit where they had um, kind of clustered things by type. By category. By category. It was merchandise. And, and yeah. one of them was uh, Dracula's and their coffins. <laughs> and you you noticed this and looked. One of the Dracula's... Well, the, I was so excited because um, it was on the Dracula fixture um that's an industry term and um it was immaculate and it was neither a dracula or a coffin no it was <laughs> it was uh george burns doll in a black <laughs> and in the black box it came in and someone had assumed that george burns was a vampire and put him there and that the black box was his, his coffin, coffin. And I, I searched online and immediately someone else had found one somewhere else and said uh, a rare picture of George Burns in his coffin because the box does look yeah. like a coffin. Yeah, well, so much so that the um, excellent merchandisers at the world's largest Goodwill thought he was uh, not George Burns, but a Halloween decoration. Yes, and uh, the only the only clue that might have set them off is uh, Dracula doesn't usually smoke a cigar. <laughs> And he had a cigar permanently embedded in his hand. New in box. Yeah, the cigar gets in the way of the the neck biting a little yeah. bit. Yeah, maybe maybe the victim would have a couple like little burns or be insulted. Maybe I'm not sure. Um, so uh, that was fun, and I, I'll post a picture of that because it it was a crack up. Would you post a picture of you with the giant inflatable? I will. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. And to read our show notes, sign up for our newsletter at bafflingcyclops.com.